0: Blog Talk Radio. The Change Book Radio Show, Global Insight and Inspiration for Life and Business. We're brought to you by the fastest growing personal development book series in the world titled The Change. And I'm your host and voice, Stacey Carnalutti, transformational leader and coach, international bestselling author, and founder of High Power Success Academy and StaceyC.com, The Power to Be. Welcome to The Change. Hello friends, this is Stacey C and I have got a killer, um, amazing guest with me today to kick off 2019 right. It's going to be an epic year and Dee Mullen is an eternal Student. I love this and self-development devotee she's a personal professional stellar coach with so many years of experience in sales and leadership she's getting her yoga certification right now she's been a marathon runner and a personal trainer and just really knows how to succeed in life and love and business so I am very excited to have uh, Dee on the show with us today welcome Dee
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you, as always. So thanks.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. You know, we are talking about what we want to get out of the show today, and – It's just like, we love, I was in a mastermind with Dee a couple years back, and we love getting together and just having conscious conversations. So if nothing else happens today, it's just a great, um, an hour where we can just raise the vibration a little bit and give people some encouragement and motivation to step up and reach uh, beyond their grasp. So we're very excited to be with you guys today. We have a lot to talk about. Um, So I just want to go right to um, kind of the the meat of your success really quickly, Dee, and I want you to tell me, without thinking too hard, what do you attribute your own success to?
1: Um, Yeah, so, you know, it's funny (laughs) because you just did my awesome introduction, and I appreciate all the energy enthusiasm you put behind it but when you asked me for my bio um, I've given my bio to you know out on many occasions quite a bit of speaking and um, I've been on other podcasts and things like that so I I use my bio quite a lot but when I was sending it to you I was tweaking it and I thought man like I just want to um, kind of pare down some of the credentials and just go in with the fact that I am an eternal student and I think that is the key to the success that I've experienced thus far is that I, I am a true believer of like I'm a spiritual being having this human experience and I just have an insatiable thirst for information and um, just learning and growing and evolution. So that, that's what I would boil it down to.
0: That is so awesome. Living things grow, right? I mean, if we're alive, then we should be in that place of growth. So to be hungry and thirsty and have that insatiable desire to grow is such an incredible um, quality. I was talking with a friend the other day and after the conversation, I walked away and I thought, what is so beautiful about that person? Like, why are they so magnetic? And and it really did boil down to this reverence, this teachable spirit that they carried. And it is such a beautiful uh, quality. And it really is. That is what success is about. So I love that. That's so, so good. What role does spirituality play in your professional life? So They're all coming together nowadays, which I love. So let's talk about that. Yeah.
1: So it's funny. So I'm sitting in my office as you and I are talking, and I have two big bookshelves behind me, which kind of goes to the point of me being this, <laughs> just you know, uh, student. And one of them, one of the, I've separated them, which I probably will change. But one of them is like all business and success and just more of the corporate side of things. And then the other side is all of spirituality. And for so long I talked about that I know that there is this this convergence of the two. And, like, I think true success is bringing them together. So mm-hmm. um, I, spirituality means a lot of things to a lot of people. To be totally honest, like, I use the word, but it, it's I don't know if it, like, resonates with me because of how many things it means to so many people. But for me, I guess what, I, what I'm talking about is just um, – like this inner vo- relationship with this inner voice, or whatever you conceive like that thing that's larger than your personality to be, you know, um, yeah. and staying connected and aligned in everything that you do, um, and just kind of infusing that, yeah, throughout.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that alignment. That's that's what we're talking about. Aligning with that voice inside or with that energy that's way bigger or that purpose. Is that what you're talking about when you say alignment? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. For me it's like aligning with um like your again, like you the words I would use are your inner voice, your inner being, mm-hmm. your soul, um, and keeping so I've read so many things and none of these ideas are my own, right? There, there are things that I've borrowed from other places and I'm grateful to have them sort of in my vocabulary, but I guess I think of things similar to like a Gary Zukav if um, any of the listeners are familiar. He, in Seed of the Soul, um, he breaks down like the, per- the difference between the personality and the soul. And again, you could use so many words to, dis- to talk about the same thing. Those are just words that I use. Um, yeah, yeah. And to me also, is when your personality is in agreement with your soul. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. could be when you're tapped into your why. It could be when you are, are at your highest relationship with, you know, a higher power or God. It, it's just when there's an absence of resistance. It doesn't feel like effort. Things are just flowing. Um, mm-hmm. And you're just staying in that zone.
0: Absolutely. That's so good. That's so good. That is called so many different things for people, but I use the word flow as well. There's just mm-hmm. a beautiful power when you know that you're in the right place at the right time and you're just flowing in the unforced rhythms of grace is kind of what it feels like. You're so supported and carried. I love that. You had a lot of success um, in consulting and coaching, but you said that as a direct result of your own coaching, like you hired a coach that enabled you to grow your business 89%. So talk to us about Mm -hmm. your own commitment to our accountability and support really to coaching. Yeah. So
1: I started working with my first professional coach, um, I don't know, at this point, maybe four or five years ago. And I was working as a vice president of a global staffing firm at the time and just very serendipitously ended up connecting with a professional coach and um, started doing some work with him. And throughout that year, I did. I grew my business 89%. And it was just from having, similar to what you were saying before, these like conscious, intentional conversations, looking Mm -hmm. at things from um, a different angle uh, yeah, it was, it was filling in some of the gaps that I needed, which I think is what coaching does. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, that was, so, that was really like a life-changing experience for me. So after, And it wasn't just because of the business growth. There were tons of other things that shifted as well. So I um, left my corporate job and became a coach full-time uh, to, in hopes to bring that or a similar experience to others. Um, and I've always worked with a coach. So now I work with a coach in a very different capacity than um, where where that journey started. We talk, Our conversations are really different, but it's just because of the evolution that's happened. So right. um, I think a great coach can always just help you like kind of push a little bit further. And push is probably the wrong word. I, I don't mean push in terms of effort. It's like pushing your boundaries or pushing your, you know, your beliefs or just expanding, I guess, is a better term than push.
0: Yeah. I I like that term to reach beyond your grasp, Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so we're continuing to, to expand in order to prepare for that, that increase. That's so good. So good. You achieved top producer status. You were a shareholder. You were in the president's club. All of these amazing things happen. But they are always the result of the inner shifts that are taking place, right? It always starts from the inside. Absolutely. And
1: my for sure. And my thoughts on success have shifted a lot in the last four or five years as I've continued on this journey. Um, and I think well, where we started this conversation with that idea of alignment, I feel like that is the, the key piece for me right now, anyway. Um, I feel like that's the key piece that propelled everything forward so much faster than if you just, like, you know, one of the things you mentioned in my intro was that I really um, am passionate about helping people create these healthy, intentional habits. And I am, but now alignment is such a key piece to that because I think that, Being in that aligned state or in that flow state gets you just such a greater um, reward or return than simply doing the efforting pieces, which is where I was even five years ago when I started with my first coach. It was a lot about effort. It was a lot about checking boxes. It was a lot about rules, a lot about discipline. And I am not naturally good at those things, but I've learned to become very good at the discipline piece And this phase of my evolution is about sort of letting the discipline piece go and really like tuning in more.
0: Mm, That is, I resonate with that so much. I used to be asked, often people thought I was a very disciplined person. So I would get asked to speak on discipline and I never felt like I was disciplined, and I finally realized that what I was, and this is what I believe you are as well, is devoted. We are are devoted to the cause of growth. We are devoted to the cause of life. We are devoted to the cause of light light and love, and whatever it is, we are devoted beings, and that naturally gives way to kind of a disciplined life, but it doesn't feel like it's effort. It feels like it's just uh, we're flowing in that right place where we're created, you know, where we're designed and destined to be. So I love that. And so it's no longer about forcing people into a a specific task or behavior, you know, a, a checklist. The strong habits thing. When you talk about strong habits, how do we how do we look at those now as compared to, you know, before when we were human doings? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: think like you know, I think you mentioned this as part of the intro as well. I'm big about like self-talk and that conversation that's going on in your mind, and I think that's mm-hmm. such a key piece to how much effort you're experiencing. You know, if you're doing the disciplined thing, so I again like in my past learned to be very good at discipline and checking all the boxes. But if you're checking all the boxes without the right um, internal dialogue happening if you're checking the boxes and saying like oh I can't believe I'm doing this again and like no one knows how hard this is no one knows how hard I work you know you're kind of making yourself the martyr while you're doing your quote-unquote discipline um y- the level of success you'll achieve from that is far less than what you could achieve from maybe not checking as many boxes but having a better internal conversation happening
0: does that make sense yeah. oh yeah that's so good Shame, you know, I think about the word shame. We most of us have to kind of overcome it at some point in our lives. But you bring up, um, in one of your posts, you said that shame is a social concept and that it happens between people and it heals between people. Let's talk a little bit about shame the shame that you have experienced or overcome in your own life.
1: Um, yeah, I can't Credit for the shame is a social concept thing. That's all Brene Brown, who I think is oh, brilliant and beautiful. Amazing. I love her. Um, but I agree with that, you know, and I think anything, like anything that you are ashamed of, shame can only exist in secret. So once mm. people, once you bring whatever that is to light, oh. the burden is is really lessened. Um, mm. I'm trying to think of an example, but I don't even think it has to be big things. I think it can be even the small things um, where you're just sort of, I don't love the word suffering, but maybe that works here, like just kind of suffering in silence over things that you think are um, unique to you. And Mm -hmm. in having, you'll never know if it's unique to you or not. You know, that could all be in your head and most of it is because we are, you know all having somewhat similar human experiences. This is what it is right. to be here on earth i again, to borrow from Gary Zukov, I really like the idea of being like in Earth school because yeah. I think that that's sort of where we are um, yeah. so there our experiences are not all that different, um, but we perpetuate the idea that they are by keeping things to ourselves,
0: mhm. So good. Uh, shame, you know, being able to recognize if there is shame um, operating in our lives is paying attention to the way that we finish the I am statements. Um, you know, without thinking too hard, if I were to say I am, bam, that next word will kind of help us to see if there's any shame, residues of shame left in our lives. And and you'll find that oftentimes I am Is followed up with not enough or inferior or not as pretty or smart or intelligent or capable as so and so. Um, Have you had to kind of look at your I am statements in your journey?
1: Oh my God, of course. Hasn't everybody? (laughs) Every day. Okay, okay. Yes right? Yeah. I mean, I think that, that this is such a universal, again, going back to we're all having the same experience, like that's a, such yeah. a universal concept. The I am not enough thing comes up all the time.
0: And mm-hmm. then usually
1: the flip side of that is I am too much, right? And I mm-hmm. have to like, and I'm having this, I'm experiencing this thing again that only I know about it and I have to tone myself down. So um, yeah, but I would say like, I've also had the positive side of that where the I am statements are are really loving and allowing and accepting, so yeah. probably depends on, on the, it depends on the alignment, honestly, to go back to that. like what space I'm in right now?
0: That's such a good point, because they absolutely are so correlated, right? When our I am statement is rooted in a lie, then we are out of alignment. When our I am statements are aligned with the truth, we are in flow, no doubt that's a good one. I
1: I think you can always tell by how you feel. So that's another thing for me that um again moving from the person who checks all the boxes to moving to the to the person who tunes in and checks inward more. I think there's a lot of subtlety to this whole thing. And um I think that that's that's it, right? We when we are aware, we bring awareness to how we actually feel. Um that's how we can tell if we're in alignment or not and why things are working out or not working out. It's based mm-hmm. on our feelings. It's like Abraham Hicks calls it the emotional guidance system. Um, but I talk to a lot of people who will be like, well, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think positive. but it's like, okay. <laughs> and I appreciate that. And I think that that yeah. is a step. But it's, how do you feel? You can tell by how, if you're just angry and trying to have positive thoughts, that's not alignment.
0: Yeah. you know. Good, good. Absolutely. We are energetic beings, right? Not just a thinking tank. So good. Um Absolutely. I think about um, the change, you know, that happens in our life. And it's always in the context of a relationship. We are relational beings. And without um, supportive, safe relationships, we, there is no hope for change. So what kind of, um, how, how have you set yourself up to stay in that progress and that growth? What kind of support systems do you have in place today?
1: Wow. Um, I guess I just, my friendships and relationships, very authentic. Like that's the first word that comes to mind for me. That's um, good. So I, again, like we, who knows whatever, like I, I could say I probably have fewer strong relationships than other people, but I have no idea what other people have. So I would say I probably have, you know, less than a dozen really true, um, strong relationships that make up my support system. Um, okay. Another thing Brene Brown says that I've talked about quite a bit and I just love from her is, you know, she talks about the concept of having a post-it with the names of people who, whose opinions really matter to you. And that there should be just a few people. Um, and if you, if someone's listening to this or if you're thinking, well, I have, you know, four dozen, like, very close friends. Well, that's cool. Like, I'm not, am for sure not saying there's a magic formula. But just for me, um, it's been just keeping friendships that are authentic, keeping friendships where, like you said, we're going to have this conversation and hopefully raise the vibe. Like, that's what I want all of my relationships to be. People that are, right. we're just raising the, you yeah. know. um and I'm totally. pretty intentional about not continuing relationships that don't.
0: Mm-hmm that's a good one. Laying aside the weight, you know, weight can be so many things in our life. It could be toxic relationships. It can be excess body weight. It can be um, burdens and, and, you know, emotions of other people that we're carrying. And it's just so important to lay all of that aside every day and look at the life that we've created. I know that we're being very supported in the place that we are at right now, but being able to create a support system for the life that we're moving into is really, what change requires and i just think that you know successful people know how to do that and you connect with books and podcasts and mentorship we have access to so many associations nowadays online so that really gives us no excuse so i see that as a very strong support system for you as well you know all of your rating and and growth materials let's talk about yoga Oh, okay. Yeah, yoga. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh, your yoga journey. So not only, you know, you were a yoga enthusiast, but then you decided, why not go get certified? So tell us what you're doing there.
1: Yeah, so I'm doing my kundalini yoga certification, which is a very
0: different uh,
1: type of yoga than if, if, if you know, most people are, are familiar with, like, a vinyasa yoga Um which is like, you know, your down dogs and your chaturangas and your flows, and um, and that's beautiful, and I love it, and I have that kind of practice as well. But kundalini came into my life a couple of years ago, and I was just um, very taken with the result that, um, that it had on my life and my energy, and I just was, like, enamored with it. So uh, ever since I started practicing, I wanted to take a certification just for the pure fact of learning more, again, going back to that, student mentality um, yeah. I don't know if it's hard for me to ever actually teach that's certainly not why I'm doing it I'm just doing it to be a student
0: that's amazing that's amazing you are a big believer in creating your own reality so it kind of goes back to that again you are creating a beautiful life girl it's very <laughs> very awesome how has it challenged you Kundalini as opposed to just a regular
1: so yeah. challenging <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It's so challenging, but that's beautiful. And I always just think like, you know, we're, we're getting out of any experience exactly what we need. So the challenging parts of it are probably something I need to go through. Um, It's, you know, honestly, the course is challenging for me. This is probably a, a, maybe a less relevant answer, but it's challenging for me from a time perspective. Uh, It's, it's a big dedication of time and uh, I know it's probably not what you were thinking I was going to say, but (laughs) um, it's a lot. So um, the weekends that I take the certification are like 25 plus hours spent just in the studio doing the certification. And um, that's a lot when you have, you know, 1.5 professional jobs and um, you just are trying to maintain that ever elusive balance, right. Which I know doesn't exist, but Um, but so that's been, that's been hard. And I think anytime you're on a spiritual journey, it's also hard because we, um, our culture is just so prone to comparison and it's, it's really not, I mean, it's not effective or profitable to compare yourself in any arena, but like specifically not in the arena of spiritual growth or personal development because everybody's just at a different place in the journey. And, um, So that part is just personally challenging.
0: Yeah. Wow. I was going to ask you about time management versus time mindset. And so you are being challenged to apply your own teachings right here. So talk to us about the difference between those two.
1: Yeah. So um, one word that I totally eliminate from my vocabulary, and if you ever hear me say it, you have full permission to just call me out, is the B word, which is busy. I fucking hate that word so much. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, and even in this, like this is a big challenge for me on a time perspective, but I got to be honest about it. You know, it's not that I don't have the time to do this. I have the time. It's just, it's, it's having it again, that it's that internal dialogue. I have to have this honest conversation with myself about like why that's bothering me and what I'd rather be doing. And, you know, um, so that's me and this particular certification. But in general, I think that that's a big part of it. We've got to be honest with ourselves and our calendars. Um, our culture is absolutely obsessed with busyness. We wear our, quote, unquote, busyness like a you know, badge of honor. Who's, mm. Who has less time than anyone else? And that, again, goes back to self-talk. And if you're constantly having this conversation with yourself about how you never have enough time and you're so busy and poor me, that is what you're creating. So we, you know, you're creating more stress or anxiety or whatever label you want to put on it, but you're creating the experience of not having enough time. That's not something that's happening to you.
0: Right. That's so good. That's so good. It's, we have time for what matters most to us. It's scary when you ask somebody, what do you want? And it's the busy bees that will have a very difficult time answering that question. And so I have to really start with what don't you want? You know, when somebody comes to me for coaching, it's, it's, uh, they know something's off, but being able to really identify what they want is so impossible because they've lived so far from this alignment that you're talking about and an intentional life. So I love that you're sitting there, you know, you can feel the resistance, like, ah. there's so many other things i'd rather be doing right now and then you stop and go wait a minute i chose this um this is where i need to be right now you know getting rid of all the resistance is getting rid of the pain of it all and just surrendering to the moment where it's so uh all things beautiful happen in that moment of surrender i think so uh so good hard work (laughs) Hard work. Aren't we good at that? We are good at working hard and we find that shift. So what, uh, when did that shift take place for you? When did, when did you kind of um, move from a place of really hard work to more of like heart work or um, this centeredness that you're experiencing now?
1: Oh, which is a beautiful way to say a shift from hard work to heart work. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah been, like, a gradual progression, but for sure, like, and again, I know I sent you a couple of um, versions of, like, bios that I've used, and when you talk about, like, the, um, my first experience coaching, growing my business, and it's all about numbers and whatnot, um, that was a very, like, hard work phase of my life. I had this story that I'm still, to be honest, still working on shifting because it's a very pervasive story for myself, and I know it is culturally. And the story is that, like, if, if for me to um, have given my all, for me to be successful, I'll have to give my all, and giving my all should, I should feel very depleted. I should feel like, there's, like I've left it all on the field. Um, mm. If I am, like, rested and relaxed and stress-free, then I'm certainly not working hard enough. Um, and so I, I found a certain degree of success in the first decade and a half of my professional career by just outworking everybody. And you can get results that way, but it's not the way to get the best results. And it's not the way to be the best version of yourself, which is something that's really important to me. So, um, so it's been a gradual evolution. i so still something I'm still working through, but I would say in the last like two or three
0: years, it's been something I've been more aware of. Yeah, that's so important. We were having a conversation just last week about, you know, the limiting belief that there is something so noble (laughs) about the hard work and the busyness and uh, being there for everybody else and never showing up for yourself and your family is not, uh, there's nothing noble about that. And usually it's an escape, you know, a form of running away from what really needs to be um, dealt with. So I love it. It's very important work for all of us. So talk to us about your family and where you came from and where you grew up and all that. Um,
1: yeah, so I don't know where I came from. Um, so the, the, where did you come like, from? <laughs> yeah, um, God. But <laughs> in this life experience, um, I was born in New Jersey and grew up oh, wow. on Long Island and i went to school in maryland and then moved back to new york um spent some time in the midwest and now have landed here in california which has been so cool i feel like um so i've been in california for two years actually like right now so i got here two years ago new year's um so i've I've tasted the flavors of lots of places in the u.s which has been a lot of fun um my parents are still on the East Coast. Most of my family is on the East Coast. And this is just yet another part of my little journey, you know, being out here. I moved to California. I started a business. Um, and that was an important experience for me to go through. So, And I met yeah. amazing people like you and our mutual friend, Shannon, who connected us in our mastermind. Um, so the journey to California has been a lot of fun.
0: So admirable. I just love your courage. It's been awesome to watch you move out here and um, just establish a new life. It's been incredible. You're an amazing woman, I'll tell you that, a mover and a shaker. Uh, So talk to us about redefining what's possible.
1: Yeah, so redefining what's possible. Um, I think, again, it goes not to just keep beating the same drum, but there is a bit of that, right? Um, to yeah. me, it's all about your, it's about your self-talk. It's about the stories that you're telling yourself. So, you know, with working with clients, like taking a look at what, what they do want in life. Um, and we, I can speak just for myself. Like, so the things that I want in life, the things that I, like really taking a internal inventory of, um, you know, just that subject like what i do think is possible for me in my life and then looking at the things that are on the outskirts of that the things that maybe i've categorized as like that's not going to happen for me you know and i'm talking about positive things um Mm -hmm. although i guess you could go either way so and and really questioning why like why do i have a belief system that's stopping me from that i think that whatever we like it's so funny because it's the thing you're told in first grade, right? Like what you believe you can achieve. And I think we dismiss that as corny and cliche and just something that our elementary school teachers have said, but it's so true. There's so much power to that. Like if you can believe it, you can achieve it. I think people, um, you know, dismiss that even if they think about it a little bit because they think like they still have the belief that they that it can't happen you know so they're like well it's if, if just as a silly example but someone could potentially say well if i be- just because i believe i could have a million dollars doesn't mean i can just have it today And it's like, well, you don't actually, you're saying that in a dismissive way because you don't actually believe it. But if you could believe it, now that would be a very hard belief to have, right? If you're in a a financial situation that you're unhappy with, it would be very, very hard for you to believe that tomorrow there would be a million dollars in your bank account. But I don't know, like on some level, I truly think that if you could really believe that you could probably make it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. That would be a really, like, again, those fast changes are really hard to wrap your mind around, but I think you can experience whatever you truly expect. And unfortunately we're usually going in the wrong direction on
0: that. Right. Right. It's and that's the piece about being a spiritual creative being Um, we really can create the reality um, that we want to create. And those deep down dreams and desires, that's where I operate from now. Like pay attention to what's down there because it's not there on accident, you know? You have faith to be able to bring those things to pass. Otherwise you wouldn't have faith. What would be the purpose of the faith that we've been, um, you know, given if it wasn't to create something that feels impossible, you know? So I, I agree.
1: love that. I, th- I think that the idea, would it be in your awareness if you didn't have everything within you to make it come to pass? Yes. Um, and that that's another big shift for me. You know, even as I'm saying, like, I'm this eternal student, which I, I do identify with, but I'm so cautious to really identify too much with anything these days just because I <laughs> want to be in that place of possibility, right, in that place of flow, Um, but one of the big shifts that I had to learn was, and I'm learning, and I'm not doing a great job, but maybe you can help me, um, is that (laughs) you don't have to read the, you know, 600 books that are sitting behind me on a bookshelf. We have so many of the answers just within us, so just, you know, whatever that big dream or you, not only can you do it, but you know what you need to do to do it. It's just mm-hmm. that we have muted that inner voice so much um, mm-hmm. that we really need to get intentional about, about giving it
0: a microphone, you know, like giving it yeah. some
1: face and able to hear it. Yeah.
0: How dare we not? You know, that's the place that I got to in my life where I realized how dare I not use all that I've been given all the power that I've been endowed with to actually live out this dream. And I just, um, Otherwise, why are, why are we here? You know, I always go back to that. Like if I was just on this earth to get up and go to work and come home and eat and go to bed. And I, you know, like at one point, my mom said to me, all you ever do is eat, sleep and exercise. (laughs) And that was hilarious. But that was what my life, you know, consisted of at the time before I really um, committed to a life of purpose. So um, we, we are here for a very real um, and supernatural reason. I think, to live out some extraordinary dreams. So I love, I love that you encourage people to open up to that. So very important. Money. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one of my favorite. That's a huh? big one. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> money is energy. It's a tool that we use to make awesome things happen. So talk to us about your money journey. Where where, have you gone with that? Yeah, so the money journey
1: is similar to the hard work journey Um, you know, one of the affirmations I say is that hard work and net worth are not correlated. Um, Mm. I just, I mean, it's such a, again, it's one of those really culturally pervasive stories is that um, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and you have to work really hard to get money. And uh, there's a billion, right? Um, Jen Sincero, who wrote You Are a Badass, also wrote You Are a Badass at Making Money. And she does a great job in pulling out all of the examples of the limiting stories we have around money. Um, And I think a huge, huge shift for me, I'll tell you a really quick little personal story. When I was getting ready to start my business, I was pretty stressed about money because I was leaving this corporate job that was pretty lucrative, and I was going to go to making $0, which if anyone, you know, I know you've experienced that, and anyone who's experienced it knows that that's a pretty stressful place, Um, and I had a, um, I had a moment of, uh, prior to that point, my entire life had been, um, I don't take money from anyone, I, are everything I have is because I worked hard and I earned it, Um, like, you know, all of those stories, right, that probably sounds familiar to a lot of people. So I had this moment of shift. I'll never forget. I was in my apartment in the Midwest and I just, I, something just like clicked. And I thought, um, you know, I'm open and ready to receive. So if mm. something is coming to me, I'm not going to block it anymore by saying, no, I didn't earn this. I have said so many times that I would never want to win the lottery because like, that's gross to me because I wouldn't have earned it. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy talk. Like, if somebody wants to give you money, just take it. Thank take you. It. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank you more, you know. So I was was attaching so much pride and, like, BS to this money story. And as soon as, literally as soon as I said, you know what, money is just energy, and I'm going to sort of open the pathways for money to start flowing to me because I believe that money is easy. I know that money is easy, you know, like, and I'm just going to start attracting it. And, I mean, just the, the difference has been incredible. Incredible. I think prior to that point, if you looked at an income statement in terms of how much money I took in, 100% of it was based on money I literally worked hard and earned. And now yeah. there's a nice chunk percentage that, like, it just comes, you know, so from awesome. various sources and, and it's surprising and I'm grateful and I just keep, I keep expecting it to come.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I remember having a vision of – Money, it was like a river and it was out in front of me. I was working at my computer one day and I had this window um, on the other side of my screen that I was looking out. And all of a sudden I went into this trance state. I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I saw money, like rivers of money just flowing right in front of me. And I couldn't, I didn't have access to it. It was the strangest thing. And the money was ending up in, you know, everywhere else. But for some reason I was there was a block. There was like a gate that wasn't opened. And um and therefore the money couldn't get to me. But it was nothing more than just opening up to receive it. That was all that needed to happen. And that's, you know, when I opened up to receiving it as well. And everything started to shift, all of a sudden it began to flow in and out, flow in and out, as it should, right? Um so exactly. our hands are Right. Our hands need to be open to receive and to give and um, just to allow it to move right through us. So it's so freeing and just powerful to tap into that revelation. So cool. Yeah.
1: And there are so many stories that just that are keeping that gate closed. Right. And it's really fun to work with clients to open that one up because i just think like you know money and your body are things that are very hard to not look at you know and, and that's another mm. thing that abraham talks about so much is that our attention to current conditions is the thing that stops us from believing <gasps> right shifting the limiting beliefs because we're just looking at the bank account or we're looking at the scale and we how could it possibly be any different
0: right. um,
1: and and shifting that is really fun
0: yeah, we are to be looking at the prize or, you know, persevering for the joy set before us. So all the focus is on where we're going, the life that we're living into. And that is so, uh, that's such an important, an important principle. You know, we're starting out a new year, 2019. Um, this month is so important that we take the time to get intentional about what we're going to create this year. You know, what am I willing to um, receive what am I willing to open up to this year so I know that you've done some of that work so let us know um, kind of how you go through that process of, of setting yourself up for success in January uh,
1: it's so funny it's it's changed so much for me in the last five years um, so I'll tell you what my process was and then I'll tell you where I am and I think like you know It's all, such a broken record, it's all about alignment. It's whatever is aligned for you is the step you should take. And to divert a little bit, this is one of the challenges for me as a coach is that, um, like, I used to just really believe that I used to coach people on, on starting a new year. And here's what you should do. Here's the formula. Ask yourself these questions. Make this vision board step-by-step and and now I'm at a place where I think like that'll work for some people but it's not going to work for everybody and if you're if doing the vision board really brings up a lot of resistance for you then first of all tune in and find out why that is um, mm-hmm. but don't do things with resistance to check a box so that's a, a big message for me but um, so I used to do that I used to go through and write out you know. Um, 100 goals for the year or 15 big goals for the year and then create a vision board and I'm sitting in my office and I have two my vision boards around me and there was a time for me where that was very aligning and inspiring and it like kind of set me up on the course for the year that I was going to have um, and I think that's beautiful so if you know when I'm in that place again I'll do that but it's so funny because this is the first year that I haven't like really goal set I think my biggest goal for me is to have more um, conversations with my, like, you know, consciousness, inner voice, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and to stay more in alignment and then just let things flow. So I think one of the things that a vision board was a little bit blocking for me were all of the other possibilities. So mm-hmm. that that's what's true for me right now. Like, I didn't want to chart the course to um, – in too much of a rigid manner. I've done that in the past. And instead, I just want to really work on being present and just letting the things
0: come and letting the experiences unfold. So probably
1: not the answer you were looking for, but that's where I'm at.
0: Oh, no, that's so me. I'm one of those people that has been resistant to vision boards my whole life. And I've been to vision board parties, and I sat there and just talked with people. like I could never... I don't know. It just wasn't my gig. And, and one time I finally said, I've got to put something on the vision board. So I put words, I put joy, I put peace, I, I put abundance and I put fulfillment. And I, you know, there were, there were words that were, were jumping out at me. So I've never been a big vision board person, but then next year, um, after this one vision board party that I had gone to, um, the host asked me to be a speaker at the vision board party. And that was wonderful that I found my, you know, nice place where I could talk to people about value aligned, you know, time management and, and really getting clear about their values and aligning with the truth of who they are and how they're designed and what they're destined for. And, um, you know it's it's it is everything what you're saying is absolutely everything, so that morning time that that quiet time um, that we spend really tuning in is absolutely the key not only to um, creating the reality that we want but but following through you know how many plans does man create, or um you know it says that man plans his way, we all have a tendency to make a plan, but so few of those plans. Um, get fulfilled, right? It, it, so mm-hmm. a few people finish, and it really is that connection, that alignment, that um, obedience to that inner voice that's going to make sure that that plan gets finished, so that that thing is achieved. So. What you're saying is absolutely um, spot on for me as well. I get that.
1: <laughs> I get that. Alignment is a- I, get a little, I get a little nervous when people are like, can you talk to me about goal setting? I'm like, oh, God, like, not really. <laughs> no, I can't.
0: I can't talk about goal setting. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in class is morning. I teach a spin class at my house in the morning and um, this was the first class of the new year and so somebody a real goal setter you know I do have a woman that's just love setting goals and she's gotten really serious about like you have A goals those are the kind that you've done before you have B goals those are the kinds that will stretch you they'll challenge you but then you have C goals and those are the goals that you've never done before and so I kind of liken those to like a dream or something really huge you know that kind of takes the Mm impossible a a mindset of of anything is possible to be able to achieve but um, yeah I just like people to open up and see things that they've never seen before, you know, and like you've said before, we can't um, keep limiting ourselves by our past experiences, so that is important. And that's useful,
1: if the A goals and the B goals and the C goals and the checklist, if those things are working, then more power to you. You know, I've certainly been in spaces in life where that's been really helpful for me um but it's like once you know and i'm not saying that i am further in the evolution right like that everybody's path looks totally different but for me in the space now like once you feel a certain way you can't it's hard to unfeel it like once you learn different about those subjects it's hard to unlearn them so i think it's beautiful in some spaces and then in some spaces don't keep forcing it if it doesn't feel right
0: right right move on to the next season so talk to us a little bit about sales because you have had so much experience in sales. And I look at sales as just a very, very high <laughs> level of service. And I think it needs to be so relationship driven. But um, where where do you sit with that right now?
1: Oh, I absolutely think it's a high level of service. And I think that um, – again, alignment is such a key to it. I think that Mm -hmm. if you can speak to people with one of my affirmations, I might screw it up right now because I haven't said it a little bit. Um, (laughs) No, I'll get it for you. So one of my affirmations is I have unconditional, I have unconditional confidence because everyone can sense that my only intention, because people can sense that my only intention is love. Oh,
0: that's beautiful. Say it again.
1: I have unconditional confidence because people can sense that my only intention is love. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think if you can come at sales from that perspective or you know anything from that perspective Um, then you're going to have a a very easy time in that space. I think that sales gets a really bad rap. I think that people always think of, you know, the used car salesman. They think of somebody trying to get them to exchange money for something that they don't need or want or isn't Mm -hmm. of their, isn't, you know, for their greater good. And if that's the way you're doing it, it's not going to work. And that's not Mm -hmm. something we should be spending our time on. But, if you can get to a place where you really believe that the product or service or whatever you're bringing to somebody is going to enhance something for them and you're coming with a servant's heart and you're coming from the intention of love, then, I mean, I don't think sales is a dirty word at all. And I think Mm -hmm. like, how would things get done without, you know, it's education. It's somebody who's guiding and helping. It's no different than coaching to me.
0: Yeah. That's so good. You know, courage and confidence it comes from love you, you can't be courageous and confident without receiving love without embodying love and i love um that's just an awesome affirmation i have unconditional confidence because people know that my intention is love that's it yeah that is our mission statement for 2019 we are compelled and restrained by love alone how could anything so, go wrong with that?
1: <laughs> yeah. The only, okay. the only time we're ever, I talk about this in sales too, because people talk about being nervous. And the only time we're ever nervous is when we're focused on ourselves. So mm-hmm. when we are in a servant's heart and we are focused on the other person we, and we are out of the picture, we're just working yes. through love to help them, then, again, like success is guaranteed.
0: Amen. So good. So good. Well, people, I am so glad that you joined us on the show today. Love is who you are. It's, it's how it's, it's the place that you were created from. You were created from love in love for love to love. And if that can be our um, mission for 2019, you will not fail. Love is unfailing. Absolutely. It'll give you the courage and confidence you need to succeed in anything. So, Dee Mullen, you're such a gift. Do you have any last words of wisdom to leave with us?
1: Uh, I think you just summed it up perfectly. So okay. that's it, man.
0: <laughs> that is so it. And be kind, right? We gotta be be nice.
1: <laughs> if you're coming from love, it's just gonna. That's just gonna be taken care of. <laughs> that's
0: so good. Thank you so much, Dee, for being with us today. And if you guys want to connect with Dee, the best place to do that is on Instagram, D underscore Mullen, M-U-L-L-I-N, and I've got her link um, at Blog Talk Radio. Um, And if you are looking for coaching or if you are ready to get your voice out into the world or publish a chapter in a book, um, we've got all kinds of things going on. You can connect with me at StaceyC.com, S-T-A-C-E-Y-C.com. And don't forget to be the change you're hoping to see in the world. We love you so much. See you next time.